welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor Ward Mythaler. And all retired this evening, we have Chief John Newman. Major, welcome back. Ronald McMullen. Uh, we have... Uh, Corporal David D'Agresto, we've got Officer Andrew Casal and Producer Will Statcher. So I think I've got everybody covered. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Galls. Uh, we have GunLearn.com, Guardian Alliance Technologies, MyMedicare.live, Tactote.com, and we are powered by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. We've got... Um, a wanted suspect shot and killed by HPD at an apartment complex. Um, so I'm going to go in and skip over the update article. I'm going to do this one first. Um, so we're at Houston Police Department. The shooting happened on March the 2nd in a parking lot of an apartment complex. So officers have been conducting a surveillance on the suspect, later identified as 18-year-old Alberto uh, Riascos. So uh, our bad guys is suspect in a deadly shooting of a father of, a, uh, of seven at a West Houston McDonald's. So police saw uh, our bad guy leave us apartment he walks to a nearby business and he walks back to his apartment and that's when the officers attempt to take him in the custody so one of the one of the body cam videos released by uh, houston they show uh, sergeant k canales uh, exiting the passenger side of the vehicle and you know what i love this because it's so hard to figure out what went down and you got to look at it over and over again uh, so um you, so you got the sergeant gets out of the passenger side of his vehicle. He's running towards the bad guy, but you don't see the bad guy yet because he's running between a couple of uh, large uh, dumpsters. And so all of a sudden, man, they just collide. And, and then you hear you hear a noise, which you later determine you know to be a gunshot. Uh, so you hear the shot, and although it's unclear who fired what, our bad guys then seen running away uh, from the officers. At this point, you really only see the one officer's body cam. And so uh, Canales, our bad guy, falls to the ground within seconds. Five more shots can be heard. Or I'm sorry, the sergeant's Canales. He falls to the ground within seconds, and then you hear five more shots. Um, and uh, you've got our bad guy seen laying face down on the ground with multiple guns pointed at him and police uh, said that he's the one that shot first and uh, police also said that Sergeant Canales returned fire and killing the bad guy. So the bad guy, yes, was pronounced dead at the scene and our sergeant is a 13-year veteran uh, with the Houston Police Department. So uh, that's the way, you know, that ended up going down. It's a, a wild video and by the way, look, any videos we're talking about tonight, unless I say otherwise, they're going to be on uh, This Is Butter. That's a YouTube channel and uh, they've got great videos. So Chief Newman, you want to start us off on this? First, the driver of that car needs to take a course in tactical career situational positioning in the car. You never drive up with the sergeant and the passenger closest to the threat, okay? <laughs> if the sergeant's the first guy out of the car and he gets involved in a shootout, there'll be a butt-kicking contest immediately following this, right? Picture me pulling up with Sergeant Stead, Right, or Sergeant Hill, or Sergeant Mormon next to me, and we pull up, and I put him right in harm's way. Someone's butt is gonna get chewed. You know, I, 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 I thought I thought everyone did a good job. All serious aside, that's you know, I think they saw him dip behind the dumpster, but I don't think they realized when they approached it. When he approached, he's gonna come out from between the two of them. You know, he stayed in the pocket, which I really, really like. Uh, the officers spoke to each other in terms of, I got your back. I'm sure he's wondering if he got hit, right? The, your, your, the adrenaline dump's going on. He's like, check me. 
Uh, they pull him away. I thought there was good communication. It's unfortunate the bad guy died. But um, I, 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 had to, I had to tell you what, the biggest takeaway I had on this is why did he put the sergeant right up against <laughs> where all this stuff was going to happen? By the way, Ron, you weren't here. We don't say video anymore. Right, Dave? Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, what, what do we say now? I don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? Nothing. You say nothing. Okay, understood. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, God, he doesn't like his sergeant much. You know, <laughs> I was thinking, but at least the sergeant got his big tail out of the car and was trying to engage, and he ended up, he did engage. But, you know, at least he was, uh, what would you say, in the pocket? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one way to put it. You know, the, 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 the impressive thing is, after the what appeared to be a collision, of course the the what I saw I didn't say video. What I saw appeared to be a collision, and then as this which caused the sergeant to fall, and even though he fell fairly pretty much face face down onto the onto the ground, he maintained the focus of uh, fire on first and got his firearm into his hand returned fire on this bad guy that was right there in front of him in that little carport area kind of a thing put put bullets on target and uh and got the job done so there was no falling and scrambling and oh help me what did i do so i would imagine john that this was a sergeant that leads from the front would be my guess but he he, he did well in, in that situation ah you may be on to something uh corporal david all right great uh, great commentary guys thanks if there's nobody else, let's uh, hop into the next one here then. Uh, I'm going to go for the uh, the update uh, on uh, policetribune.com. State won't refile charges on ex-cop who shot caregiver while trying to shoot autistic client. So, um, yeah, there's been a little bit of stuff going on with this. So, uh, so the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office, they announced that they're not going to refile charges against former police officer who fatally shot caregiver Charles Kinsey. Um, and he was the caregiver of a 27-year-old autistic man named Arnaldo Rio Soto, uh, who uh, the cop thought was holding a gun. That was some bad information delivered, called in by a bystander. It was like, what, a toy truck or something. Uh, so prosecutors did not explain their decision or provide details, but the announcement was not unexpected given that former North Miami police officer, uh, Aleda, um, that uh, I guess it's Jonathan Aleda, had already served a sentence before his conviction was overturned. And that's according to the Miami Herald. So Aleda uh, had already been sentenced to a year probation, 100 hours of community service, and a 2,500 word essay on communication and weapon discharges because remember he was trying to shoot the um the autistic guy but he accidentally shot the caregiver and he fired i think three rounds so the florida appeals court overturned the conviction back in february so what's really interesting is that um, officer Leda fired yeah, three shots at Rios and missed him, and one of the bullets struck the caregiver. The officer was ultimately charged originally with two counts of attempted manslaughter. And in March of 2019, uh, the officer went to trial, the jury deadlocked, and a judge declared a mistrial. And that was re- reported by NPR. So then the officer is offered a plea deal ahead of a second trial in June of the same year that would have let him... Uh, plead guilty to culpable negligence and get no jail time. But the officer declined the plea deal because it also required him to give up his police certifications and never be a cop again in the state of Florida. So the jury in a second trial found the officer guilty of misdemeanor culpable negligence after four hours of deliberation, but he was not found not guilty of two felony attempted manslaughter charges, according to ABC News. So a Miami judge sentenced the officer to probation, granted him a withhold of adjudication. So there's no conviction on his record. 
according to the Miami Herald. Uh, he had hoped to get his uh, job or to keep it in with the North Miami Beach Police, or, or I'm sorry, North Miami Police, but they terminated him. So defense attorneys appealed the conviction to the Third District Court of Appeal on the grounds that the judge had refused to allow a former SWAT commander testify on his behalf. And on February 16th, the appeals court ruled that the former officer's conviction was tainted by the court's refusal to allow that, that testimony. And so they overturned the conviction. So the appeal court said the testimony the SWAT commander would have offered uh, could have been key to the jury's verdict, according to the Miami Herald. So that's kind of where we're at here. So, Ward, I hope that we got a minute and a half. But, uh, Ward, why don't you start us off on this, if there's any, uh, any comments from anybody else. Go ahead. I thought the reversal was correct. Uh, this guy was acquitted of the felonies. The state took sh two shots at him for the misdemeanors. Uh, they ended up losing them both. It's time for them to quit. I thought if you believe the guy's story, uh, it was a justified shooting. Well, wow. all right. Oh, thanks. Anybody else? Uh, Chief John. Look, I know I only have a few minutes to speak, but <laughs> did they reduce the essay from 2,500 words to 750? Inquiring minds want to know. I want to know. Did it have to be a first-person narrative on, I will not shoot the caregiver, I will not shoot the caregiver, I will not shoot the caregiver? <laughs> I mean, could he done something like that? Or did it have to be like a third person, you know, story? Like one time I shot the caregiver. Once upon a time, there was a caregiver. I'm just saying. Producer Will, what is the clock? What, what the clock reflects ever stop Chief John from talking? I don't know what he meant by that. Yeah. Uh, Will, you got a, a few seconds. Do you want to pipe in or now you're, you're good? Okay. Well, guys, time for another commercial break. Yeah, John, you don't have time to, to, uh, to respond to that. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and only company that offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. You can start today with online training or register to attend a live seminar. You can also get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. If there's nobody else on the last one, we'll go ahead and uh, move into a, uh, another scene here. So uh, we're in North Texas, and there's a man struck by former Lake Worth police officer, and he files a federal lawsuit. So a Denton County man filed a federal lawsuit um, on January the 24th against a former Lake Worth police officer, alleging that the officer ran him over while the man was running away in November of 2020. So the, law the lawsuit accuses then officer. So notice I said that then officer Jonathan Granado of using excessive force when he hit Dustin Bates in a police SUV. I'm sorry that I'm chuckling a little bit, but you'll you'll if you see the video, you know why. So 
Bates was unarmed, but he did not pull over for a traffic stop due to a license plate issue while riding a motorcycle. So the incident was captured on Officer Granado's dash cam. So the officer initiates the traffic stop because the license plate was obscured and he thought the motorcycle might be stolen. So it turned out the motorcycle was not stolen, but he was in possession of half an ounce of methamphetamine and he had a parole warrant out for his arrest. So the chase did not last long as Bates wrecked the motorcycle and he runs across the field. But apparently he picked an inopportune time to do that. So Officer Granado leaves the roadway and he runs across the field and it's the same field that our motorcycle bad guy that's fleeing the cops is running across. So it says that the cop applies his brakes on the wet grass and slides and takes his dude out. I mean, he collides with Bates. So Bates was, it says we're not run over, but he did make a good hood, hood ornament for a while. He was struck as the officer was traveling around 45 miles an hour, which is pretty evident if you, if you see this thing go down. So Chief J.T. Uh, Moonshagen uh, said that he reached out to Grand Prix police to handle a criminal investigation while Lake Worth Internal Affairs handled the internal investigation. So Bates um, suffered three fractured ribs, a broken right leg, a fractured spine in the incident, and this was reported by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Police said the injuries uh, could have occurred when he lost control of the motorcycle, but Bates was later charged with evading arrest and drug possession. Charges were dismissed in August of 2021. Regarding the officer, a grand jury decided not to make uh, criminal charges or not to take criminal action. So the officer ended up resigning from the police department. I'm sure there's a story there. And the chief said that that was a decision the department supported. So I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. Uh, Attorney Ward, seven and a half minutes. Go ahead. If, if this was intentional, he used deadly force over a traffic infraction. To me, that's a civil rights violation. If it was accidental, it was not a civil rights violation because it was not intentional, but may well have been negligence, depending on what what the law permits in terms of suing public officials in um, in that particular state. The chief said it was uh, accidental. He was slipping on the grass. I didn't see that in the video. It didn't sound like it on the audio. Um, uh, plus, this is the same police department who said that, well, maybe he got his broken spine and his fractured leg when he dumped the motorcycle. Of course, we all saw him running across the field. David attributes that to um, an excess of, uh, of uh, adrenaline. Uh, but excess I, I, of methamphetamine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, good, good, good pickups, Ward. Uh, I'm impressed. Uh, Major Ron. Yeah, I, I thought like, you know, I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, he could be sliding on the grass right now. It, but, you know, you know, how, you know, you start sliding no matter which way you turn the steering wheel. The car's going to go exactly centrifugal force or actually inertia, rather, the whatever way it was pointing when, when you started to slide. But, you know, like I'm, I'm with Ward. It, if it's an accident, oops, sorry, you know, but, you know, it's tough to say that that was the case, but he no longer works there. So maybe they did an extensive investigation and they know a little more than we do. You know, his, his you know, what did he say? Well, yeah, he didn't stick around for the fight. I mean, you know, they didn't charge him. Um, so maybe he should take it and run. I mean, you're right. They, they, There's some more information out there than what we're aware of. Uh, Andrea? Yeah, I don't see an accident here. But I'm just saying that. I know. I just, the thing that, I'm just saying I don't. I got some reactions from that. Um, I don't like the fact that the charges were dropped. That I don't like. But on the flip side, like one is independent of the other. Um, now, the officer's actions, obviously, since he resigned, I think that that was probably the best um, decision for him, whether or not 
I mean, it's hard to determine whether or not it was accidental or whether it was, but if you watch the video, it's just hard to say. I mean, he just kind of hit him. I think alleged allegedly is very funny. Once you see the video, <laughs> that word, that word should be thrown out, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe yeah, they, my, opi- my opinion, maybe they just felt they couldn't prove it in court too. You know, I mean, you know, no, you, well, you, well, and that's, and that's the point right there is he did resign. They're not filing charges. So therefore I get it. Although he did hit him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. In, in, in splendid fashion. Yes. Um, guys, uh, if there's nobody else, all right, we'll move on to our next one then. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, uh, police tribune.com Philly officer will be fired for shooting a 12 year old who was shooting at cops. Um, I think I've got a, a couple, um, articles in reference to something happened to the cops for being involved in some shooting with a, with a kid. So this Philadelphia police officer fatally shot a 12 year old boy after he opened fire on officers on March the 1st, and he's going to be fired after a 30 day suspension. And this is according to the police commissioner. So Philadelphia police uh, commissioner, uh, Danielle outlaw said that the evidence showed the unnamed officer who fired the bullet that killed 12 year old Thomas Sidario violated the agency's use of force policy, according to the Philadelphia patch. Now she said the officer will begin a 30 day suspension and that started on March the 11th and that he would subsequently be fired. Uh, Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner said that his office will conduct an unbiased and thorough investigation. That's in quotation marks, so maybe that'll actually happen. And into the fatal shooting, and uh, that's what the uh, press said. Commissioner Outlaw also confirmed that uh, Sidario's family had filed a lawsuit over the armed teen's death. Uh, the identities of the officers involved in the incident, they have not been released due to threats being made against them. And it talks a little bit about the confrontation and stuff, but that's the uh, latest and greatest on that. Um, if there's no comments on that, I might, you know, just jump in and cover the uh, uh, the next one then. We've got a uh, policetribune.com, ex-deputy convicted, sentenced to one year in jail for fatal shooting of a 17-year-old uh, hunter not Biden, Hunter Britain. I know, I just came on slip of the tongue. So uh, uh, Lenick uh, County, Arizona. Uh, so a former county sheriff's deputy charged with manslaughter in the death of the 17-year-old uh, Hunter Britton uh, was found guilty of the lesser misdemeanor charge of negligent homicide um, and sentenced to one year in jail and a $1,000 fine. Uh, but it, there was no, nothing, no mention about essays, uh, John. So uh, the jury deliberated for less than three hours on March 18th after a weeks-long trial while, according to the Associated Press, Davis received the maximum possible sentence for the misdemeanor negligent homicide charge. And um, we've got uh, Sergeant Michael Davis, uh, you know, he's listed, you know, as uh, being referenced in this as well. So it says that uh, it says that uh, Sergeant Davis was terminated for fail- failing to follow department policy and activate his body cam. I guess it could be an issue. So if there's uh, those are the two stories I was talking about, Chief John. Well, you know, the, the, the latter one you talked about, I mean, a misdemeanor homicide charge, and I, I, there's got to be more to the story. First of all, he's, he's an eight guy, eight years on, he's already a sergeant, so it must be a, a smaller agency. But, you know, there's got to be some more backstory to this that we don't know about. I mean, he, he, it's kind of like the other guy where, you know, we were talking about the, uh, the you know, sh- shooting the uh, caregiver. I mean, he gets a misdemeanor homicide, and the family's disappointed. I'm like, I, I I, I I don't know. There, neither story provided enough information to give you like a, us an opportunity to really speak to it. I had more questions than answers though on this one. Thanks, Chief. I agree. I agree a hundred percent, Chief. But you know, I'm like, that's when a drug dealer kills a drug dealer. Isn't that a misdemeanor homicide? 
you know, you know, when you're in the game and you kill each other, that's what we consider misdemeanor homicide. Um, you know, we treat all homicides the same, but I mean, it's a slap in the face. If you killed my child, bad, good, or indifferent, and you get a year, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, that left a bad taste in my mouth. But just like John said, Chief John said, we don't have enough information to really delve into it and uh, speak to it. And, and the other guy, you know, and the other guy shooting a young kid, I know our SOPs, it don't matter how young you are. If, if you if you're old enough to carry a gun and shoot at the at the law, then um, you act like man, you die like man. Thanks, Major. I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry yeah, about the, the, Go ahead, Dave. No, I was gonna say the Philadelphia thing that Ron was just talking about was was kind of kind of strange. You get a, a a person, I don't care again how old he was, mm -hmm. that turns and fires a nine millimeter into a police car. Um, it was unmarked, but it had lights in it. I mean, he knew who he was shooting at, uh, shooting at the cops. They bail out of the car, return fire. And because one officer had said fired two additional rounds as he was fleeing or something like that is, which is what took him down, um, is the one that, that gets, uh, you know, the, the time on the porch and then fired for the improper use of force or something like that. I'm going, okay. And this kid was already wanted for, then they knew him for other firearm stuff. So. That was yeah, I think that, too. Dave, I think the 30 days on the porch was for them to get a sense of what it was going to be like in the community. Yeah. Why and then else, they, why, why and then they fire him. the guy? Well, yeah. yeah. Can him. You're going to give him 30 days on the beach. You know, but halfway through it, I see, I see you, Chip. Three, two, one, Jesus. Thanks to the panelists for uh, for being here and, uh, and making it happen. I appreciate it, guys. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors again. Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.life, TAC-Tote.com, and Bang Energy for powering us. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.